It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Market Report Recap Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. My name is Joe Dolan. His name <clears throat> is Tom Brawley. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat right at the beginning of the podcast. That is a uh, that's about that's as, a good uh, sign, uh, I think. Inconvenient. Well, Tom, it must be windy up there in, in Central Pennsylvania here because uh, I'm hearing a, you're getting my a lovely tube. Yeah, I'm hearing a lovely tube yeah, back there. Yeah, it's uh, unseasonably warm in Central Pennsylvania right now. So I, I'm back here in my corner of my little uh, apartment here, and I need a little air flowing through. So yeah, I'm getting a little. Little wind chimes there, so hopefully it's not too loud or, or distracting. But it is. Oh, it's not too loud. It's, it's just in the background. For me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Let me tell you something. It is disgusting here in South Carolina. Like, uh, I'm not surprised humid. at that. Oh, it is so gross. And now it's supposed to. It's supposed to be done tomorrow. But I mean, we. I've had to have the air conditioning on every night here. I, I mean, that's not uncommon down here. Our 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 weather is probably Tom. Um. A month and a half behind yours, yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I, I figured, if it's seventy degrees up here, you guys are probably uh, un- very warm down there. I look. Li- it, it, well, it's seventy, but like a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, I had to sleep with the windows cracked open in in the beginning of November. I think that was a first for me. So uh, enjoying it though, getting getting to do a little bit of outdoor activity up here. You know, usually we're pulling out the winter jackets and. At the beginning of November, so I'm not going to complain too much up here. All right, well, Tebra, let's let's. I saw a tweet by the way the other day, and it was, <laughs> it, it is so true. But it said, uh, it was it said a podcaster 40 minutes into an episode. All right, let's get right into it. <laughs> you can't just jump so right into it. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's start with with our market report recap. As everybody knows, we we write up an article every week, just kind of recapping the big player news. And th- Tom, this is a companion piece to our waiver wire. We don't have any overlap really in the two articles, right? You, you, the waiver wire is for the for the lesser rostered guys who you could probably go pick up and fill in on your roster. The market report is for guys for who things changed and and. and uh, and and things like that, right? So Correct. um we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll get into it and we'll that's why we'll, sometimes we'll say on the podcast, oh, this guy's a waiver wire guy, or that guy, that guy's a market report guy. Oh, he got picked up in a lot of leagues. That's kind of what we do. And um this discussion just kind of forms the foundation of that article, which we then write our 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 boy Sam Wagman uh, helps us tag team that article. So let's get into the Thursday night game, T bro. That was Philadelphia at Houston. I mean Philadelphia is the same team. Every yeah, at this point, I was I was wondering where you're going to go, Joe, because I I write up these guys usually on on Friday morning to save a little bit of time on Mondays, and yeah, I, I literally had no one to write up for the Eagles. Um, it's the same kind of show every week here. Um, and, and right, like we say every week, one week Devontae Smith's going to have a down game, and Dallas Goddard's going to have an up game. Yeah, I was the even next ta- week- talking to John on our projection show last week, though. I, Goddard's been a lot more consistent piece of this offense. Every, I mean, he's like basically uh, been forty-five yards or whatever the the mark is in uh, seven or eight, se- seven out of eight games. It's it's Smith. It's it's all. Is he going to be a factor this week, or is he getting nothing? And uh, yeah. yeah, we got to. He got nothing this week with just two catches for 22 yards. And then on the Houston side, obviously um, 
the Brandon Cook situation is the only thing that... Uh, yeah, I wrote that up. Uh, uh, yeah. We didn't really get any... At least I didn't see anything over the weekend. But Lovey Smith said Brandon Cooks was going to report to the team uh, over the weekend. So it's like one of those. He threw a little temper tantrum, and I think we'll probably... Well, he thought he was going to get traded. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I it was his fault. It. He signed a big contract. Who the hell wanted to trade for that? And I think he's, like, guaranteed $18 million next year, so... Uh, oh, that's the funny part. I was like, when he signed that contract, I was like, really? Like, Cooks just re-signed in, in Houston? You'd think he'd want to get off that shit. Yeah, that's, but, uh, yeah, that was back in April. That was right after, you know, everything started going crazy there uh, with, you know, Christian Kirk and A.J. Brown. And they're all getting these uh, big, uh, actually, he was probably before A.J. Brown. But you know what I mean. It, it was right when the wide receiver contracts were really taken off and he, he wanted to collect his money and, uh, now he's throwing a temper tantrum nine weeks into the season because they can't move his contract. But um, yeah, it, it hasn't been good though. He's there's definitely some discontent there between him and the offensive play calling. Uh, obviously, they had Tim Kelly last year uh, calling plays, and Pep Hamilton just doesn't uh, seem to need to uh, funnel the ball to him nearly as much as uh, the previous regimes had. Yeah, um, Damian Pierce is pretty freaking good. Yeah, he? I mean <clears throat> that was the only thing they could do uh offensively in that game and uh yeah they were doing it pretty well uh, uh the Eagles run defense was uh hurting a little bit there with Davis out of the lineup but uh their tackling's not so good but the, I will say this this seems to be almost like a philosophical thing for the Eagles like we'll let you run yeah you're just not going to throw on us and make big plays I mean that that's that's become kind of a common thread throughout the league at this point in the last couple of years uh but yeah the Eagles take it to an extreme but yeah with Davis out um, and the Texans knew they weren't going to, I mean, we were throwing to Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett and, uh, Quentin Tarantino, the, t- the tight end there, uh, was, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Torino, yeah, that, Dom Centurino, yeah, Dom Centurino, that, yeah, that was a big, that was a, that, that in the betting world, uh, Joe, I mean, he was li- literally not on the board at all for touchdown props. So that, there was a little, some books, uh, you know, gave back refunds for since he wasn't even listed, and there was for first touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So, and some books like DraftKings kept the money, and uh, so there was there was a little bit of that going on. But yeah, that, that yeah, not not too much uh, otherwise here for the Texans, the Chargers, and the Falcons. And I mean, the Chargers, I, they they get through this, and and Herbert was making throws. Uh, old, I, I'm going to call Joe Lombardi old sideways Joe. Like, he loves to throw the ball sideways, but I don't know if you can necessarily blame him when they don't have Keenan Allen and, uh, Mike and, Williams, and yeah. Mike Williams in that game. Josh Palmer. Well, there you go, Tom. When Josh Palmer is healthy, he can really make plays. He was playing hurt earlier in the year when Keenan Allen was Yeah, out. we were – I mean, we were dumbfounded. You know, we're, we do the podcast every week for the waiver wire, and, I mean, he was still out there in 78% of leagues going into last week, and – uh, he he's a pickup, and I mean, he there, there's a chance. Is he still on the waiver wire? No, no, God, no. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. now eighty percent owned uh, after waiver oh, wire, waivers be. ran last week. But I'm saying this guy could be a wide receiver too moving forward. Here, Keenan yeah. is really struggling. We'll have to do another update on him. But I mean, he, I, he's Allen and Williams are down, Tom. Oh I yeah, mean, I like, mean, there's a chance we don't get Allen. I mean, see significant snaps from Allen the rest. Of, I mean. I, Tom, we're in week 10, but man. Week like, one, he's, you know, this is over two yeah. months. I mean, he can't get healthy, and he's an older player. Um, yeah, I, I still think DeAndre Carter is a guy you should pick up off the waiver wire. 
but Palmer's, I mean, we'll write up Palmer in conjunction with these other two receivers, but Palmer has a path to have a very significant role in this offense moving forward. They have nothing, and we're we're still expecting Big Mike to miss another probably two games at least. That was a pretty, yeah. pretty severe high ankle injury, and a lot of times these guys don't come back and play at the level that they previously were. I mean, we saw Jerry Judy last year is the one that pops right to my mind where he wasn't right even after he came back from the high ankle injury. So uh, Palmer is looking way up right now. Um, and on the Atlanta side, I mean, we're in, again, let's put it this way, Tom. We're in week 10. First and foremost, I've been telling people in our Discord when they're like, oh, Palmer's out there on the waiver wire. How much fab? I'm like, dude, it's week 10. Yeah. Like, Shoot it. Shoot your shot. Shoot, shoot, shoot your shot, man. The, blow your load. Like, whatever whatever, whatever a phallic term you want to exactly. use, like, use it. Like, that, that's where we're at right now. Like, it's week 10. There's no, there's no dilly-dallying around. But uh, Atlanta, the only thing that I'm going to say here, Tom, we, we have said everything there is to say about Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They are actively being hurt by basically league worst quarterback play. All right. We, there's nothing more we can write about it. Our guy, Brett Whitefield was in our staff discord this morning. And he said, Pitts would have gone nuts in that game with competent quarterback. Oh yeah. He had a 73 yard touchdown. I mean, just sailed it over his head. I mean, he had five yards on the nearest defender and yep. It's not much you can do. I mean, I I don't know what to tell. We get a lot of Pitts questions. And yeah, I, I mean, he needs better quarterback play. That's all it is. Yeah, too. I mean, and, it's not going to, the situation's not going to improve with Mariota. Uh, the tar, you know, the, the actual volume in the passing game isn't going to improve much. So you got to suck it up and play him and hope that Mariota doesn't stink or you got to turn to an alternative like uh, Dulcich or whoever else is out there. Yeah. And, whoever you want to turn to. Um, uh, but the, the one thing for the Falcons is Cordero Patterson's up. He's back. Oh man. He put Drew oh, Tranquil to sleep. He tranquilized he did. me. Oh my god! I I literally got out of my chair and stood up on that one. That was uh, he decleated him on that one. That was yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah, he was at thirty nine percent of the, the 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 snaps. I mean, he look he still looks good. He had another touchdown taken off the board on a on a on a holding call, so he could have had three scores in that game. But you know, it's it's one of those. He could be a little bit volatile. They're still working Algier in here. Uh, Caleb Huntley was at 21% snap share. So he's not going to get the 20 plus carries. And, uh, the, you know, we were touched, touched on how there's not a lot of passing volume, but, uh, he, he's definitely the best back in one of the better running games in the league. So, uh, he's definitely trending up, uh, and he looked healthy coming off that knee injury. Sometimes, uh, he's, he's a 30 year old back and coming off a knee injury, uh, it could be a little shaky, but uh, I thought he looked just fine in the, in his comeback there. Uh, Miami and Chicago, look, the passing game is still not pretty for Chicago. They don't have a lot of talent in the passing game, but Justin Fields Woo! is starting to, to use his athleticism in a huge way. I mean, I mean that, that the, the, the pump fake touchdown where he just like slid right through the defense. And I mean, that yeah. was shades of, uh, Michael Vick there. Michael Vick. I mean, and yeah, of course that, he I, broke his record in that game, uh, for the most rushing yards, I believe it was uh, in a regular season game by a quarterback, yep. 178. Uh, just just silly what he's doing right now. So I, I think Kaepernick beat that in a post. Yeah. Oh yeah, game. that was the game that John was at. Remember that he was in the. Uh, oh yeah. He was in the end in zone. The stands, yep. Yeah. He was in the stands for that one. That was like my first year working for the the Guru Company back then. At that point, so um, 
So yeah, I, yeah, Kaepernick. I yeah, didn't he run for like 190 yards or I forget what he did in that one, but uh, most in a regular season game for Justin Fields. Um, let's go to uh, yeah, let's the, the backfield here for the Dolphins. The backfield for uh, for for the Dolphins. Um, if you had Jeff Wilson and you didn't drop him after the McCaffrey trade, this trade just completely saved all your shares because I was looking through it, Tom, and even when I wrote up my like little trade deadline review before I went into it. I'm like, this is just an, uh, you know, they traded chase Edmonds. They want to get a better backup in there. And it's got a shot to be a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with Jeff Wilson. I, I, I mean, I, I wrote, you can give me this game actually, whenever you, you divvy up the games. Cause I, I, I kind of, I, I did. Wilson's one of those fringe guys. He's 52% on him, but I felt like I should write him up for waiver arc just cause he's like, the big name and there's yeah. literally nothing on the waiver wire this so week. So we're going to throw Mostert on watch then because Yeah, I, I think we can put him down. Bad. I think we can put him down. Yeah. Um I think they're playing well, I don't want to fall the cheese, Tom. He's not that. <laughs> Let's not put not it's usually a knee a knee injury that uh, makes us put him down, yeah. but uh but I think coming into the year they wanted Edmonds to be the featured guy and he just stunk. I mean, as simple as yeah. he wasn't very good and Raheem Mostert was Playing well enough, and I think that's why Mostert kind of ascended to his spot. And I think ideally, he's an older back and has had a long uh, history of injuries. So I think they want to slide him back into a change of pace role. Uh, you know, get him like thirty-five to forty percent of the snaps, and uh, really take advantage of his speed and in uh, smaller doses. So I, I think this is probably going to be a trend that keeps going, keeps moving forward here, where Wilson slowly. I mean, it was basically a 50-50 split in game one with just five days to prepare. So uh, I, th- I think Wilson, this is probably going to be mostly Wilson's. But I don't think Mostert's completely gone, but uh, uh, your your window to probably sell him high was uh, has come and gone uh, yeah. here if you, you weren't able to move him last week. Yeah, just move him into that rotational role or that explosiveness, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that's, that's all it is. Uh, let's move on over to Carolina and Cincinnati. And you know, Cincinnati's kind of the same team every week, you know, once they get chased back. But at the very least, we got to put, we got, you, you can't not write up Joe Mixon after this game. I mean, well, what like, did he do? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Tommy, yeah, he had a little bit. I, I'm trying to type Mixon in my file that keeps correcting the Nixon. I was going to say, President Nixon there. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, he was, he's at the top of Scott Barrett's uh, XFP there, the, uh, He's been there all year. all year, so I think it finally regressed. I think he finally. Uh, I think it. I think it's going to happen for him. So yeah, I mean, what was it? Forty-eight points in the first half of that game, fantasy points for him. I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, and he he, he could have probably broken the all-time fantasy record, but they didn't need to play him too much in the second half. He they gave him the franchise record in touchdowns, Tom, with the five touchdowns. Um, Scott's concerned with Mixon, and I kind of agree saw with 65% it. Sixty five percent of the snaps. I was gonna say, John, wow. they were giving him the ball like early fourth, early late third. I mean, uh, it was a little bizarre, but uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it might have been one of those where Mixon was having so much fun, he was probably just like, just keep, keep playing. Like, I'm ha- I'm having fun playing football. Like, um, but here's the thing, uh, the, and, and I kind of agreed with Scott. Like, Scott was saying like. The concern about, like, because, you know, he's a smart guy. He uses his XFP, but he also contextualizes it. It's not just like, oh, this guy has way more XFP than he has actual fantasy points. So uh, so he's definitely going to – his Scott's observation was 
Mixon hasn't been playing great. That run game hasn't looked great. Well, it looked freaking great in this game. I mean, he was it, it was it, there was no stopping him in that game. Yeah, it's some of his uh, you know, why he wasn't performing. Yeah, a lot of it was uh, he was getting stuffed at the goal line a lot and he was getting extra opportunities and I know Scott probably builds in some stuff to to account for that, but uh, he's getting all these extra opportunities because they haven't been nearly as successful uh, down at the goal line and uh, and some of these other opportunities. But it finally came together here. Uh, he's looking good here, uh, moving forward. Still, I mean, he's. I don't think he's completely out of the woods. I'm, this offensive line uh, performed well for one week here, and he was able to rack up all these touchdowns and average seven yards a carry. But I still think there are some greater concerns about the offensive line, but. Uh, maybe maybe this is the start of a, a strong second half here for Joe Mixon. Um, the, the here's the the bad thing with Carolina. This is oh, almost God. like uh, not to confirm my priors. This is almost what I expected with Deontay Foreman, and then he had those two massive games, and then I'm like, all right. Or PJ Walker also outperformed what <laughs> he had yeah, to this point then- in his career. Which lifted him up. Baker comes in and then plays the best football he's played all year in, 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 with no pressure. And then DJ Moore goes two for 24. Yeah. I, uh, as someone who was on the DJ Moore overs. Uh, uh, oh, oh uh, yeah. I don't I think he's too. getting there. <laughs> I, I'm just like, DJ, I'm putting DJ Moore down. Like, I, I mean, on the down list. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, this is going to be. I, I did see this morning that they activated Sam Darnold off the IR. Uh, I think that might might have been more of that they had to do it here. I, I think they're getting close to the 21 days. So, who knows? They play Thursday night as well. So, get ready for that one, Joe. Got the Panthers and the Falcons on Thursday night football. Uh, maybe maybe they can just replay the game from a couple weeks ago and uh, just tell tell us it's a new game. That was that was an exciting one. But uh, who, who the hell knows what the Panthers are going to do at quarterback here this week? I mean, they could you can literally tell me they could go – Either any of those three ways with Darnold, Walker, and and Mayfield, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Green Bay and Detroit. I mean, uh, R.I.P. The, Panthers, uh, the Packers. Whew. I mean, Dobbs down, uh, uh, Rogers down, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, watch! I just did just see that. Yeah, he's, um, he was in a boot. But uh, Schefter said the tests were all fine and he has a shot to play this week okay they need him <laughs> yeah i, I mean, yeah we'll watch that backfield then uh yeah aaron jones is, uh, dylan's not waiver wire is he no 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 he's still heavily yeah. in so but. yeah i'll just put the, uh, jones on there i i guess lazard is up because he he he's the only thing they got right now yeah I mean, oh my, this is so Yeah, bad. and then they I saw they lost Rashawn Gary for the season. Uh, their best defensive oh player. My. He's tore his ACL. Yeah. So things are getting bleak in Green Bay, and uh, there's no sign of <laughs> – and they got the Cowboys coming into town uh, into town this week as four-and-a-half-point favorites. So it's uh, it, it could be all over here for the Packers uh, if they drop that one to the Cowboys this week. <laughs> Um, and Detroit, uh, DeAndre Swift down. I mean, like, yeah. I know we probably did it last week. Uh, he, like, they're, 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 he was running behind Justin Jackson yeah. at points. Like, yeah, it's almost like he's just strictly a passing back at this point. I mean, he was 10 snaps, 16% share. I mean, oh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we, we have to keep following reports. Hopefully we get 
some news that they're going to ramp up his workload, but it doesn't seem that way. I think they're they're being cautious. You know, and this is a team that has two wins. They're not going anywhere. So uh, it just this is it is what it is. What we with Swift here, it's we're going to probably be sitting around here eight to twelve touches and uh, just hoping that he does something through the passing game because it's this is this is bad right now, and he's already losing all the goal line work to Jamal Williams. So uh, this is just an awful situation. Um, he's gone down as a major league bust here in the second round, unfortunately. Um, I, I've had enough of that game. Yeah. Let's, let's just move on. <laughs> that game made me sad. Well, Vegas at Jacksonville. Did you oh, see the uh, the graphic that CBS tweeted out, Tom? Uh, maybe. Is it about the Raiders and 17-point leads? Yeah. So the Raiders have blown three 17-point leads this year. The rest of the NFL has two. Oh, well, I thought you were going to go the other one. That I saw the AP reporter uh, that the Raiders, in the history of their franchise, had three blown leads of 17 points in over 623 games or whatever it was. And, jo- and they have three this year. They have three under Josh McDaniels in eight games. <laughs> well, at least they figured out to throw it to their good player, Devontae Adams. Uh, That's a good plan. It worked well yeah, for a half. And then, you know, they just can't do anything else. I mean. It just amazes me that they can't get Hunter Renfro or anything else going in this passing game. It's. I, uh, I, it, it is mind I mean, just for how much offensive talent that they have. Uh, well, and then Darren Waller can't get healthy. He's a bust for the second straight year. I mean, yeah, it's uh, he's you know it's looked like he's going to be ready to play the last two weeks and just can't get there. And uh, yeah, this is this is sad here in, in Las Vegas. Uh, I, I don't know what they're what they'll do here. Uh, I, I I they gave McDaniel's a big freaking contract, so I I don't see them just firing him after this year, but. Uh, this, this is they they have to go down as one of the biggest disappointments up right up there with the Packers right now. Uh, I I yeah they're horrible. I, I'm whatever. Ugh. Jacksonville, you know the Trevor Lawrence discussion, Tom. It again, I think all of it comes from the fact that he was labeled a generational prospect when the smartest people I know, Greg Cosell, Fran Duffy, our guys on the data. They said it wasn't the case. That didn't mean he wasn't a very good prospect, but it was unfair to call him Andrew Luck. And, you know, he's had some ups and downs, probably more downs than ups, but he's had a couple of these games this year where you're like, oh, there's definitely something there with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, the, the final style line looks pretty good. You know, completing 25 of 31 passes, uh, throwing for a touchdown. You know, it was great game management and put the ball in the right places. Uh, so... Yeah, there's something there, but you're right, Joe. I mean, he, and he raised the expectations for himself. He goes out and wins a, uh, you know, national title as a for sure. know, as a freshman. So I mean, uh, he he, uh, he he deservedly put it on himself. So, uh, but I, there's still been I'm with you. There's been positive signs here. Uh, I think there's definitely something to work with, and it's just the inconsistency. I, I for a guy that was as talented as him. Uh, it's just a little frustrating that we don't get these type of performances on a more regular basis at this point. Yeah. I don't know. What do we do with Jacksonville? Because like, we've already, we've already shot ETN to the moon. We know everybody who's, who follows the website knows how much we were in love with him. Um, yeah, there's nothing really much. Any- I mean, uh, Ingram was picked up and added a lot. I mean, maybe he's a, 
Uh, he did pick up a back injury, so that's something to watch. He was he's uh, been performing pretty well for the last four or five weeks, yeah. and um, has become a low end tight end one. So that was an injury to to check out here. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that on the watch list. So uh, et uh, like Christian Kirk, it's like I'm not moving him up after this because he's he's got a, a just as good a shot to go for four for forty one next week. He's kind of the same guy he's always been. Yeah, which is the irony after the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, he, he raised expectations to a to a level that he was never going to be able to sustain, but. Uh, he's kind of settled back into what we probably thought he was going to be. The, this wide receiver three that uh, is the number one receiver for an offense. So he's, you know, more capable of uh, popping off for a big game or two, you know, a couple extra big games. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. He's kind of settled into what we all thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. All right. Indian, New England, <laughs> Taylor down, Pittman down. Yeah, this is, this is broken here. I'm, All right, I, I don't even I don't even know what to do what to, what to do with New England in this game. Yeah, New England you know, was. Ramondre- I mean, they were awful too. Mac Jones has been awful since basically the beginning of December last year. Um, you know, I know a lot of people were making fun of the Bailey Zappy stuff, but uh, th- there's a lot of reason why. You know, Mac Jones has not played well for basically like the last twelve games that he's played. So. Um, <laughs> They, they, you know, they got by on the incompetence of the Colts offense. Uh, you know, they fired Marcus Brady, and but yeah, this is this is all just leading towards probably Frank Reich getting the pink slip two at the end. Two of- yards of play. Oh, I mean, oh, two. And that, he, I think he took uh, nine sacks. I mean, look at look at the Patriots stats though. Too, they averaged three yards of play, three point three yards per play. Like, can you imagine well, sitting through that game? Anything. I mean, it was oh my god, three hundred and twenty-four total yards in that game, and it was a like a you know you see three hundred twenty-four yards. It's usually like a wind and snow, and I mean this was perfect conditions up in New England. I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, this is there's only one guy that's like really uh, you know Ramondre. He comes through every week at this point, and Damian Harris is banged up, but I, I don't think we really need to write him up anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, the JJ Taylor getting 10 carries for nine <laughs> yards. Uh, but yeah, the, the Deion Jackson stuff was pretty frustrating. Uh, he, uh, we'll have to do a pick up the injury. Yeah. Him and Taylor will have to watch, you know, just a combined watch there. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. in this backfield, but, um, you know, it could be the Zach Moss show there next week, Joe. I mean, uh, but go buy your ticket. I literally I mean, picked them up in our collegiate league before I mean, the games. I, you know? He literally, I mean, they were playing Jordan Wilkins, who I didn't realize was still in the NFL, uh, just because Moss wasn't quite ready. So, I mean, it's it's sad times in uh, Indianapolis. And it's just, just baffling that they're just tanking already. Like, I mean, I watched that Titans team last night, and, I mean, obviously – they play hard and but they're, they're not a special team and they have three wins and they're just they just threw the talent on the season like before it was even halfway done uh, just unbelievable uh just a dysfunctional organization at this point the jets and the bills uh uh tom <laughs> i wonder what the uh, the brawley moyer household was like during this game uh it was actually uh pretty tempered uh for the bills uh, really struggling as they did but uh, i mean this is this has been a rough, like, six quarters here for Josh Allen. I I don't know yeah. how worried we are, but maybe maybe we at least need to write him up as a watch. I mean, he, Oh, yeah, well, he also has the elbow injury. That's, yeah, I was going to add there. There's some concern yeah. that 
uh, might be a UCL or, or it might have just been a funny bone type of deal. But he was really right. shaking that that arm out after he threw a couple <laughs> desperation heaves down the field. I mean, so at the very least, and he played. It wasn't great in that the final two quarters of that Packers game on Sunday Night Football. So this is now six quarters where it hasn't been quite right. So definitely something to monitor. You know, it's it's Josh Allen. You're not benching him. You're not going and. Pick it up, uh, Ty- Taylor Heineke, and playing him over Josh Allen now. But uh, there, there's at least a little bit of reason here to be a little bit concerned for Josh Allen right now. Yeah, what do we do with the Jets? Because, like, I- I'll say, and Tom, we are grading Zach Wilson on a curve, okay? Completely understand that. But he looked competent in that game, which is something he has not done this season for most of the most of the campaign. It looked like, like he, it looked like he executed the game plan. But are you? Are you starting Garrett Wilson every week? That kid looks really good, by the way. He looks like he's going to be a star. But I, I don't know. I What's your read on the Jets? Uh, yeah, it's tough because uh, they're also, I believe, going on by this week. So probably Corey Davis is – and Corey, you know, Corey Davis is Corey – you know, he's just a, uh, you know, a good NFL player. But uh, he, he, you know, he always earns targets in this offense. So I, I think Garrett Wilson will lose some steam once, uh, once they're back from their bye. But – uh, they're, they're, he's kind of playing the role that we all thought Elijah Moore would play, uh, you know, kind of that slot and move him around and kind of the star of the passing game here. And uh, I mean, what he did, I mean, nobody goes off against the Bills secondary. So that was in the very, you know, at the very least, a very impressive performance by the rookie receiver. And maybe he's starting to, to become the, the new staple of the offense here. Uh, Brees Hall's gone, uh, isn't coming back. Uh, so maybe Wilson is, developing into kind of the the uh, the one the the focal point of the uh, offensive attack here but uh do we what do we want need to do anything on this backfield here as well i mean i mean because james robinson was heavily they want like they traded for james robinson immediately after Brees yeah. hall went down they want a heavy two back back yeah they I, I think they really want him to be kind of the lead runner and i think they ideally like to slide Carter back into a change of pace passing back role. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll watch that back. Yeah. Here. They both, they that, both scored in this game. They both came through, but uh, yeah, it's, it feels like it's evolving into maybe Robinson uh, eventually getting the most carries in this backfield here. Minnesota at Washington. One major takeaway. TJ Hawkinson is up his first game with the Vikings and he gets nine targets. Yeah. I think they won it all. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, no they had a plan for him too. I, I saw that report, uh, Pelissero, uh, on Sunday morning there. Uh, yeah, he wants to be – I never know what to make with those, but, uh, I mean, i, I got to check out his snaps, too. Nine targets, uh, snap share was at 91%. So he was a he was a full-time player. There is not going to be Johnny Munt isn't going to be stealing uh, snaps and targets away from TJ Hawkinson. So uh, if you, you drafted Hawkinson this year, you've been – You've been given some new life with this trade. I, I mean, it looks like he's he has the potential to be the new number two receiver here. Uh, maybe maybe stepping ahead of Adam Thielen here. Uh, so, by the way, uh, Adam Thielen, I'm trying to get an update. He got hurt in this game. They're going to say, uh, did he get a concussion? I did not see that. I and an ankle injury, like Edwin. That's said right. That, he did have a. I thought he continued to play though. I'll check out his snap shares, but he. He also got a little banged up uh, in the game bef- the, the week before as well. He was at ninety four percent of the snaps, so 
So he basically, yeah, he returned. Yeah, he, he played through whatever it was. But this is the second straight week. I, I think he banged up his knee pretty good in week eight. And I, it did look like a little bit of an ankle issue, which is, you know, the, the red flag automatically goes up with Thielen with his issues the last couple of years yeah. with his ankles. So he plays hurt, you know, but it, yeah, right. I mean, you know, this is not going to be a pat on my back session, but maybe it will. I was uh, t- this year, Tom, I, I was uh, willing to be as a hardcore Adam Thielen fan for years. I was willing to be out a year too early that rather than a year too late on him. I have not really regretted not having too much Adam Thielen. No, and it, it's all, oh, you know, the last couple of years, it's been the red zone production that's really carried his, yeah. uh, you know, carried him in, into like that wide receiver two territory. And we're just not getting those opportunities this year. It's the spreading the ball around here. Dalvin Cook is uh, scoring it weekly at this point. And, uh, you know, we got Jefferson back in the end zone for the first time in a while. So, uh, yeah, the the touchdown production it hasn't been, quite been there. I actually think Thielen's played at a pretty good level, and uh, yeah, he's I been a, a, a solid piece for them. He's usually good for four or five catches for 50 or 60 yards, but uh, the touchdown production just hasn't been there this year. Um, uh, over on the, uh, the commander side, old H.B. Heineke, as I call him now. Hospital uh, he, ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how does Antonio Gibson have two catches for 11 yards? Uh, I mean, after all, uh. I don't get it either. I mean, and it, it's like the perfect setup. McKissick is out of the lineup here. I, I still think this backfield as a whole, maybe we should give him at least a watch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just basically it's more of a McKissick update than anything, but right. Exactly. Yeah. Because of the neck injury. Uh, the fact that he's going to see a specialist about a neck injury does not give me yeah, the warmest feeling. Optimism. So, yeah, the snap breakdown was Gibson. It was at 58% of the snaps, and Robinson was at 44%. So, I mean, that's exactly what we want to see. It was went from a three-man backfield down to a two-man backfield. That gives both of those guys uh, better chances to, you know, come through for fantasy here moving forward. So, it wasn't great this week. As you said, Gibson with the two catches – uh robinson's a touchdown or bust type of guy anyway but if we take mckissick out of the mix these guys can both maybe sneak into that low-end rb2 mix uh moving forward here seattle and arizona arizona is just abominable i mean this offense is so bad i mean kyler can't get out of his own freaking way and i mean the funny part is is the guys you want to produce for with the exception of the backfield right james connor had five catches in that game um, they haven't been able to run the ball all year. But the, the funny part is the guys you want to produce for Arizona are actually producing for fantasy. I'm saying um, Ertz and Hopkins. Um, even Rondale Moore's been yeah. getting involved. But Arizona is just so bad. I yeah. can't stand it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. As you said, 175 passing yards for Kyler. And their big three receivers all, you know, it wasn't great, but they all came through for fantasy, you know. All had uh, at least thirteen fantasy points out of the all three of those guys. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating watching this offense. But uh, even Kyler, you know, he has one hundred seventy-five passing yards, but he gets six, the sixty rushing yards, gets the two touchdowns. So his numbers aren't that bad. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those you don't want to watch him play, but they're still kind of getting it done for fantasy. For you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing here. But 
Uh, yeah, it's 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 an ugly offense right now. There's just no rhythm. To I mean, it. I don't know what else what else to yeah. say about it. I mean, I'm not. Uh, what, what am I going to write up James Conner because he got you 11 points? Like, yay! <laughs> I mean, I guess you can use him. He's um, up. He he, he stayed healthy for an entire game. <laughs> yeah, he's up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy crap! Um, um, let me see. Uh, uh, what, what what were his snaps? I just I'm just curious. By the way, Robbie Anderson. They traded two draft picks oh for him God. three weeks ago, and he guy. has negative receiving yards. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like, what a useless trade. Yeah, they're the latest team that's like, ah, oh, crap, why do we have this guy? <laughs> yeah, Connor was at 71% of the snaps, so that was a pretty good. You know, All right, that, I'll, was something, I'll, I'll do a... that was something I was, like, at least curious about coming in because Eno's yeah. hasn't been great, but he's given them a little bit of little bit of juice. A little, You know, he's been able to pop off a couple of big runs and – but it, it was back to a 71, 27% uh, difference between Connor and Benjamin. So Benjamin, probably a guy you can just stash on your bench again. Uh, not really a guy you want to play in your fantasy lineups right now. Do we even need to move Ken Walker? It's the ETN thing, right? Like, we've already said our piece about Ken Walker. This guy's freaking awesome. No, this, this offense is I kind of like the Eagles for me, like, nothing really is changing uh very efficient uh, gino puts up uh pretty solid production every week ken walker uh looks fantastic scores the two touchdowns and uh, man they even got something out of noah fant i mean he's uh he's even coming on a little bit i added him to the waiver wire uh but yeah this is this is a, a perfect I, I you know this is also like the bengal you know it's all getting funneled to their best players and they come through most weeks so uh a dream for fantasy football. Oh, and by the way, uh, Paul Kelly mentioned this to me on, on air yesterday on Sirius XM fantasy football game day. Is Ken Walker the number one running back in dynasty right now? Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that explicitly, but here, here's, here's what I would say. If you have Ken Walker and you're offered Christian McCaffrey for him, do you take it? That's, I was going to say McCaffrey still, but yeah. Uh, if you're offered Jonathan yeah, Taylor, yeah, no, you're, you're not. You're not. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly ahead of Jonathan Taylor at this point. Etn, Ooh, like, yeah, I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably stick with. I feel better about Seattle's offense moving forward. As weird as it is to say that, uh, I, I feel like their offensive environment is going to be a little bit better moving forward. So, yeah, I, yeah, Walker. It's really maybe between him and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, I. That's. It, it's interesting. I mean, he looks fantastic, as you said, and he's he's had a nose for the end zone. Uh, I think he's got five or six touchdowns so far since becoming the guy. So um, it, it, this has been a, a perfect run out. I know you were high on, but we both. Uh, he, yeah. He's like one of my highest drafted guys and uh, at, at the running back position in best ball. And it so. was a mistake until it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, we we kind of knew the pot. You know, I never wish injury upon anybody, but Rashad Penny's had a. Difficult time staying on the field. That's why I went pretty heavy on Walker and best ball formats. And uh, it's certainly paying off at this point. Um, let's go now to the Rams and the Buccaneers. An ugly game, but Tom, nonetheless, Touchdown. a season-saving win for the Buccaneers. Touchdown, Tom. Does it again. I, why? So here is my question. You know, the, let's go with the, the why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box. Why don't the Buccaneers play hurry up all the time? Run the Bills Kagan offense. Uh, like when they're in hurry up, Brady's making good decisions. They're they're just I, I 
I think Byron Leftwich has done just an abominable job this year. I mean, you, you got to run Leonard Fournette right into the teeth of defense for a one and a half yard gain, uh, you know, oh. at least ten times a game uh, on first down as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, I, I don't know why they don't do it, but uh, holy crap! Fifty-eight attempts. Um, Fournette's got to be moved down at this point. Like he still gets the work in the passing game. I'm not saying that like you can't use him every week because of the the work he gets in the passing game. But like, I mean, the, they are using him in the most inefficient way possible. Of Buccaneers Twitter, when I'm watching these games, they're like, "Oh, geez, Leftwich with another first and ten run call for negative yards." Like teams know it's coming. Yeah, it's silly, and we did get get a little bit of a report before the game that uh, Rashad White could uh, factor in a little bit more, and uh, it certainly looks that way. I mean, not that he was spectacular, but. Um, yeah, he did give the uh, the rushing tack a little bit uh, attack a little bit more juice. Average three point four yards per carry. Well, that's that's an upgrade in the Tampa Bay offense right now. So uh, I'm with you. Fournette probably has to be. He's still an RB two, a high end RB two moving forward. But uh, the the just the rushing production isn't going to be there. So he's going to have to get it all done with uh, scoring right when they're on top of the goal line or catching four or five balls from from Brady at this point. Yeah, and I, and I don't even know what else to say about the Rams. I mean, it, oh, the Rams, God. they can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Um, could you imagine if they didn't have Cuff, by the way? Oh, my God. I mean, it, it's unbelievable looking at these this box score. Eight for 127 and a touchdown uh, for Cup. And then you have Robinson with 24 yards, Malcolm Brown with 10 receiving yards, and uh, Powell with four receiving yards. What an uh, – I mean, it was – they couldn't get a first down in the second half. This is the second straight week where they – just can't get first downs in the second half. Uh, uh, and they still almost won the game. I mean, uh, just two really bad and sad and pathetic offenses. Uh, uh, Cam Aker, I mean, we probably got to do some sort of write-up on the, the Rams' backfield. but I mean, Henderson was the only one who looked confident. Yeah, and Akers was back, but uh, 11 snaps total overall. So, I mean... Basically, the gist of that write-up will be: don't play any of them, but uh, if yeah. you have to, if you have to, yeah. <laughs> and we could get uh, Kyra Mullins back this week. Uh, we'll see what he does. But this 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 backfield is looking like one of those like just stay the hell away if you can. Oh, uh, um, Higby! Oh, Higby is completely dead too. I don't oh, know if he... yeah, he's you 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 sold me on that one, Tom. Yeah, that was um, that was an easy prop bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How about this? I parlayed it. Oh, with no. Mike Evans over. Brady threw 58 passes. Evans had 11 targets and he had 40 oh, yards receiving. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my gosh. 11 targets. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Higby's, Hig, Higby, I yeah. mean, by the way, I saw somebody tweet that um, when uh, Malcolm Brown, they saw him, they saw him car- uh, catch a football. <laughs> Instead, they thought it was a tackle eligible. <laughs> <Malcolm> <laughs> Oh my god. He is, oh. He's always been a big guy, but he you know, yeah. he is looking large and in charge at this point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. Kansas City and Tennessee, man. I, I tell you what, I I Tennessee lost the game, obviously, man. But like you are one hundred percent right. Like it's just like they get worse every year. They just lose talent and they still win games. They they almost beat the Chiefs with Malik Willis going 5 of 6. I, I mean, this is like 
the most bizarre box score. <laughs> one of the most bizarre. I mean, you have Willis on one side, 5 of 16 for 80 yards. And Mahomes, 43 for 68 for 446 yards. I mean, just a, a complete opposite styles. And, you know, for the Chiefs, they weren't even trying to run the ball. I mean, they had, uh, if you take out Mahomes' his, uh, his rushing stats, oh, yeah. it was 13 for 16 rushing yards for Pacheco, Edwards, Hilaire, and McKinnon. So, uh, meanwhile, you had Derrick Henry going nuts on the opposite side. But just uh, uh, that that was actually one of those weird games that wasn't a whole lot of action, but uh, it was weirdly compelling. It was just, just seeing if the Titans could hold on for dear life for like the last 25 minutes of that game. But uh, it slipped through the through the, the fingers there. It was Mahomes' running that really uh, – Took him over the top. I mean, no wide receiver catches a ball for the Titans. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you saw the the stat that they popped up with AJ Brown. They had his stats uh, compare, you know, overlaid against uh, uh, the Titans wide receiver stats, and you know he he was losing by a little bit in the the receptions and the receiving yards, but uh, he was lapping them in the receiving touchdowns. It was a uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, what what do we even write up about this game? Uh, nothing really. I mean, uh, I, we probably I need mean, to do like, a wide receiver update for for the Chiefs here. Uh, Tony seemed like they were trying to uh, work him in uh, early in the game. Didn't really have anything. Is he waiver wire? No, nah, he's he's heavily owned. All right. So all right, let's watch him. Let's watch Canarius Tony. I mean, like, I mean, Mahomes Mahomes isn't going to throw seventy passes every. No, game. I mean, but <laughs> they did come out. It's it looked like they had a package for him. So. Still probably not usable this week. Uh, it was only 9% of the snaps this week, but uh, it does seem like he's going to be a factor at some point. But, uh, yeah, this it bears a little bit of watching in that uh, that receiving room. Oh, my God. I, Joe, we freaking had to play MVS again in our big money league. And, of course, he, uh, they throw for 446 yards. I hate MVS so much. 12. He gets one catch for 12 yards. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. We played him twice oh. this year, and I think he has a combined 25 receiving yards. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's forget about yeah. that. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a very efficient game, you know, but the, the, Titan, the Titans probably win that game if Tannehill's a quarterback. I mean... It, yeah, I mean... So... Yeah, that's, that'll be interesting. He, he'll probably be back this week. That's... Uh, uh, it seemed like he was, tr- you know, trying to play through it, but at the end of the day, they uh, decided to to pull the plug and keep Willis in there, but I would expect him to be back this week. Hey, if you want to subscribe to fantasypoints.com, use code Brawley 22. Um, Tom, our super early bird specials coming up really quick, which is like, I don't know why, no, not why anybody doesn't do it because you get more content because you subscribe for longer and it's cheaper than it, than it's going to be all year. So keep an eye out uh, down the highway for the super early bird special. Tom, I'm going to get this, uh, this all sent away. And our market report article is going to be up at fantasypoints.com today. Meanwhile, you're uh, the, the waiver wire will be up later today too. So it's a great way to recap everything that happened. T bro. It was good talking to you. All right, man. I'm, let's I love these weeks. It's got 12 games. I got nice weather up here. Maybe I'll uh, do some sunbathing if I get done with all my games early this week. So, uh, you, you have a great, uh, night as well. Uh, Hopefully uh, we get a, an interesting game between the Ravens and the Saints tonight as well. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, for Tom Brawley, I'm Joe Dolan. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in to the Fantasy Points Market Report Recap Podcast. Tom and I will talk to you on the Waiver Wire Podcast tomorrow. See you, everybody. Thank you. 
thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Oh,